planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Welcome back to Rabid Noise. Joining me on the program now is Justin Borderick from the legendary Godflesh. What's going on, man? Yeah, not much. Busy, 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 busy. Lot of, uh, the album just come out two days ago. Uh, so um, just just dealing with the business of the album. A lot of people liking it, which is a big surprise. So uh... <laughs> that's not that shouldn't be a surprise. I mean, everyone <laughs> everyone should everyone's been looking forward to it. So uh, the response has been good from uh, over there. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Uh, I'm only just getting, I mean, it's only just come out in literally two days ago in the UK. Uh, in the US, it's not out for, actually, it's slightly been delayed, but only by about another five days, I think. But people are getting it anyway off iTunes and all this stuff. Um, in Europe, they've got it as well. I'm, sure, I'm, I'm I think it's only, I think Down Under it's released over the next week as well. Um, or maybe it's already released, I doubt it though. But, um, but yeah, yeah, really, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm only slightly surprised because, um, you know, because we've been away so long, you make a new record and you often think the expectation is quite high. So, you know, we were a little concerned. I mean, you know, we make these records just for ourselves first and, and then uh, find out what happens after, do you know what I mean? It's just, it's an experiment, really, so. Well, that's awesome, man. Uh, I, I've heard the album and uh, it's just phenomenal, man. Just, you've done such a great job, especially after so long. You're also about to tour here early next year as part of the Soundwave Festival. And uh, as I was saying, there's so many people that are just so keen to finally see you guys live down here. How do you, how do you feel about finally bringing Godflesh down under? Uh, it's amazing because um, it's amazing that, you know, in, before we actually split up, we, ne- we never did Australia anyway. I mean, to think we existed between 1988 and, uh, you know, 2001. And still never made it down. I don't ever remember getting offered back in the day that that many attractive tours. Anyway, I think things have sort of improved for us since we split up. Actually, which is uh, weird. I keep saying to people, one of the best things we ever did was break up. I mean, more, it seems more people are interested. Well, I mean, you know, back in the in the nineties, we built a, quite a following and we had quite a reputation and stuff. But you know, the music climate changed so often during the nineties that you know we. Uh, we sort of lost the impetus, I think, by the late 90s. And now we seem to, by splitting up, we've made a record that we feel is one of the best we've done in over 20 years. And I think it's just time nicely we've been able to do better stuff. You know, I don't think we could have done Soundwave back in the day. Not only the fact it probably didn't exist then. But, um, you know, now, obviously, to be able to do something like Soundwave, it's a big deal for us, you know, because we play more underground sort of stuff. Mm. Soundwave, obviously, you know, it's a lot more of a commercial reaches a more commercial audience, you know, which is fantastic for us because it's, it's good exposure. I, I don't know how fans of larger, more commercial bands are going to feel about us, but, uh, yeah. I think you're going to uh, be surprised, man. I think because, you know, there's a lot of a lot of bands out there, that uh, newer bands as well, you know, that would class you guys as an influence. Definitely in the yeah. industrial sludgy stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you reformed Godflesh uh, a few years ago now, so but how, how's things been for you guys since... Uh, really good, yeah. I mean, initially, you know, it's been almost 
I think we played our first re- reformation show in about 2010. Basically, um, you know, it took us a good couple of years for me to even start writing the new material. I only had a few bits when we reformed, but what we wanted to do was just play classic Godflesh for a couple of years. You know, and that was like a catalyst for the new new material, really, in a way. We wanted to get back to, um, you know, the original blueprint, the original concept of, mm. of, of why we did this in the first place, you know. So it's been amazing, you know, just playing the stuff, you know, reaching so far back was really exciting in itself because to us it felt fairly timeless. Didn't feel like we were doing a, re- a retro thing and it didn't feel like we were doing something that was, you know, based on a sense of nostalgia because for us, we didn't just want to, you know, come back and relive these sort of glory years. In fact, ironically, it's been better since we come back, you know. You know, shows have been fantastic. Some of the best shows we've done ever in our career have been since we reformed, you know, which is uh, pretty bizarre. Usually bands come back and they just talk about how great it was back in the day. You know? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, for us, yeah, we did some fantastic stuff back in the day, but we're doing equally as, as good as good as stuff now, you know. So it's for us, it's just as exciting. We're probably even more thrilled now, you know. You age a bit and then you realise, you know, become a bit more humble about what you do, I think. It's an important lesson, you know, when the band doesn't exist for years as well. You know, time goes by, you don't don't think, you know, we never even thought we'd be doing this again, you know. It was really on a whim that we started doing it again, you know, after requests to play sort of some large festivals around Europe and America, you know, and that's all it was really, that, that and then wanting to make some new music. You know, it was it was sort of whimsical, even though I felt like I really wanted to uh, make, make music again as Godflesh anyway, you know, towards... The late 2000s, I was really starting to miss making music as Godflesh. So, I mean, we couldn't be any more excited to do this, really. Oh, man, it's so awesome to hear that, you know, you guys are, are back and just kicking ass, showing them how it's done, really. I mean, yeah, yeah. the world's missed Godflesh. That's yeah, awesome. So. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. Didn't, we didn't feel like that for a bit. You know, as the 2000s rolled on, I think somehow, because we split up, I think I sort of uh, we sort of built up some sort of accidental legendary status, you know, which was uh, which we thought was an accident. But um, you know, we were really pleasantly surprised that things started to snowball. First, so, like I keep saying to people, you know, if we hadn't split up, we'd probably be getting no attention at the minute. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad we broke up, you know. <laughs> well, I guess it's like that that old thing, you know, you you miss something when it's gone. Absolutely. And then when you get it back, it's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, that's it. We'll, we'll keep splitting up every two years, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's don't, do yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. All right, another five. <laughs> well, uh, your uh, your latest album, uh, A World Lit Only by Fire, it's it's a great album, man. As we were talking about before, how 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 was the process getting back into writing mode for Godflesh? It was uh, really refreshing because. I hadn't really composed material like that in many years. My other project, um, Yezu, which I formed when Godflesh split up, is uh, obviously less aggressive and violent and, you know, it's not as brutal or any, anything like Godflesh. You know, it's a much more softer, almost sort of shoegaze, post-metal, post-rock sort of thing. So the compositional process was entirely different. So, I mean, I could write songs for that project even acoustically, you know. Uh, a lot of that stuff was born out of melody. Mm. Whereas Godflesh is uh, getting back to the the roots of how I used to write songs before, you know, even like the way when I, when I was a member of Napalm Death, I used to write songs in this in that fashion, you know what I mean? Which was, you know, back then, even with Godflesh, I used to sit there with a, a, a tape deck and uh, plug in a, a, a guitar through a distortion pedal in one channel on the tape deck 
and the drum machine in the other side. You know what I mean? It used to be that primitive. Yeah. Obviously, we don't even write like that anymore. But essentially, I'm still. It was getting back to that that process of the way I'd write in the '80s, which was literally, you know, plugging a guitar with a pedal in, into into what's now the computer and stuff, or mixing desk and plugging plugging in the machine and just getting back to the roots and the original drive of how this compositional process used to work. You know, it was getting the same sense of inspiration that I got in the 80s, you know. It's really refreshing to go back to that. It didn't feel regressive. It actually felt the opposite. It felt still felt like absolutely relevant and futuristic way of writing music, you know. It felt like it was still that classic marriage of man and machine, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so it felt really, you know, turn it up loud and just let it flow and let the riffs flow and let the beats flow, you know. So it was a really fluid, instinctive sort of, um, you know, like I said, yeah, it's like man meets machine all, all again. And it was, it's, it's just much more easier to do these, these days. It's more accessible with computer technology and stuff. It was a bit more, a bit less easier, you know, in the eighties, like I was saying, when you, you get a tape deck and plug your drum machine and a guitar in, but that's how Godflesh started writing songs, you know. So it's getting back to that, you know, the original, the original core of what we do. Well, uh, I really hope, you know, you guys keep going and, and experimenting that way and, and, and doing what you do best. So what is next for Godflesh? Uh, that's it. Now the album's come out. Um, most bands, usually the album comes out and they're on tour the following night, you know. But uh, what, what we decided to do was actually hold back. We want the record to sort of traverse the world for a few months and then we're going to start touring. We start with the UK in December. Uh, after after that is uh, is actually when we come down down under at the end of February uh, in, into March um, and then after that we start doing Europe and stuff and um, Japan and um, and then America again so all the next year is touring this album basically but we wanted the album to get round the world a bit first instead of so people can digest the record and we, which gives us a chance to come out and play the record you know we don't want to just come out and play the classics. But mm. when we come when we come down under there, we do need to do some classics because people have never seen Godflesh. You know, we've since we've reformed, we've done a lot of the world. You know, so we can come out and play most of the new album. But we're gonna have to split it up a bit in uh, in Australia, definitely. We don't we don't we can't just come out and play the new album. We need people to hear how the old classics are done live. Do you know what I mean? So so it's all touring after this, really. All next year is just Godflesh on the road. And hopefully, uh, we'll see you guys back again after Soundwave for a for a headline tour. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Hopefully Soundwave will get us to even more people, you know, which we, could be great. I mean, you know, we Soundwave will be doing sideshows as well. They haven't been announced yet, but we'll be doing some sideshows as well. Queensland? You know, I've had no idea. I, it's not even like I've been told, you know, <laughs> hey, don't say a word about it. I really haven't. We don't even know where the sideshows are going to be yet. I've had a few people say Queensland, like, like yourself, and a lot of people saying Perth. So I don't know, but this is what people just keep begging me for. So, uh, I've got nothing to do with it, unfortunately, but nobody's even told me yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I've That's... got my fingers crossed. Hopefully, we'll 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 get a sideshow up here in Brizzo. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hope so as well. That'd be awesome, man. Well, we're gonna go to the track "Shut Me Down" from A World Lit by Fire. Now, thanks for taking the time to chat to us tonight, Justin, and we'll see you at Soundwave 2015. We could have to see you there, man. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 